in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Ed sent me a picture of his blue and orange keys. I have no idea what those are. No, I have no idea what they are. And they're plastic, so I... I I, uh, Jared tweeted him out. We'll, I put him up on I put him up on the the ESPN Las Vegas account, and I basically just like, please help. I don't know what that is. Those, yeah. those are I couldn't tell you. I have no idea, and they're just dangling from your backpack. All right, quick impromptu, um, quick impromptu. Jared's dumb questions. Ed mentioned he threw away the instruction manual which I didn't know a backpack actually came with an instruction manual, <laughs> but he said he threw it away immediately. Tyler, do you, are you the type of guy that throws away the instruction manual? Well, it wasn't a manual. It was like a small cardboard uh, kind of, Hey, this is all the, the, this is all this backpack has. And I assume the keys were on there somewhere. So I, I shouldn't have thrown it away. It depends on what it is. If it's something that I'm very comfortable with or confident that I know how to use, yeah, absolutely. If it's like a piece of furniture from Ikea that I have to put together, no chance. That thing is uh, the most sacred part of the package. That and the Allen wrench. Yeah, well, yes, the one <laughs> Allen wrench you have to put together an entire uh, sofa and desk. All right, <laughs> front page, uh, Boise State. Beat San Diego State 58-57 yesterday. Boise State swept San Diego State this year, and they are now 13-2 in the Mountain West. Jared, you'll love this. They are Bart Torvik's favorite to win the conference oh. uh, regular season crown and Mountain West tournament title as well. Bart Torvik sounds like some if, if somebody who didn't speak English was trying to like make fun of what English sounds like. They would use that name because it's got so many hard consonants in it. If you're going to be a college basketball analytical website, you have got to have two short names, Bart Torvik or Ken Palm. That's it. Anything else and you're irrelevant. Well, I mean, you also short Ken Palm because it's it's not even that long of a last name. And we're still like, we don't have time for Roy. Roy, right. get the hell Roy out of here. It's way too long. But... Uh, Ed, do you think San Diego State's good? I think they can look good for stretches, but overall, no. I think they'd get in the NCAA tournament, and depending on the matchup, it could be worse than Syracuse last year. Oh, I mean, and they just couldn't—they just couldn't keep up with Syracuse. And you can't get in the NCAA tournament and not be able to score. Uh, you got to be—I mean, you got to be really lucky with a matchup because they'd be—you know—last one in. They'd be eleven. They might even be in the play-in game. And if you can't score and the matchup is against an offensive team, uh, no matter how good they are defensively, and they're good defensively, boy, I think they, they could get run out. Um, do you think it was a foul in the end? Eh. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I thought it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bradley, make make a free throw. You know, I got too. guys last night, oh, it's a weak call. You know what? He's your best player. Um, people are, you know, saying, is he first-team all-conference player? Step up and make a free throw. The interesting part on San Diego State, they are number two in Ken Palm defensive efficiency this year. Like, they are legitimately one of the best defensive teams in the entire country. They're 167 on offense. Yeah. And, like, like this has been a San Diego State story for a long time where they're, they're a really good defensive team, but their offense is never really quite there as well. 
but normally they're like, you know, 18th in defensive efficiency and 63rd in offensive efficiency. Second in defense and 167 in offense is that's an absurd gap yes. between those two. And it's just bizarre that they can be so good on one end and still not be good enough to I mean, they're gonna be in the four five matchup. Like most likely they're gonna be in the four five matchup against UNLV, and UNLV is gonna be sitting around saying, Well, thanks, thanks guys. We had a great regular season in conference play, and now we gotta go play the second best defense in the country because they can't score. Do you like the matchup? No, well, I think, that, I, think uh, that, I don't think that's the matchup. If if UNLV had a well, they'd pick Colorado State. But of all the teams within the four or five <laughs> range, I don't think that would be the team they pick. It depends. So you can take Colorado State. You could also do it with Wyoming too. It, it depends on what you want to play because it's not as drastic. But Wyoming and Colorado State are kind of the opposite, where they're top twenty-five offenses, but outside the top one hundred on defense and. It just depends on what you want to play. I think playing San Diego State, you, you have a chance to upset them because if they play poorly on offense, they're going to score 52 points. Right, now, right. You, it's going to be tough for you to get to 53, but you can do that. Whereas if you play Wyoming and they have a good day, they're going to put up 85 points and Bryce Hamilton is going to have to go for 60 right. for UNLV to win. But we've seen UNLV shut down Colorado State and we have yet to see them actually score enough to beat San Diego State. So it's... I'm, I'm still not convinced. Even though I've seen them beat Colorado State twice and seen them lose to San Diego State, I'm still not 100% convinced that Colorado State would be the better first-round matchup. Okay. I think it's tough. I mean, that whole thing about, well, it's tough to beat three teams you know, in a year. I think that's a bunch of nonsense if you're better, but you have to be a lot better. And I don't think at this point they're a lot better than UNLV. I think UNLV could absolutely win that matchup against San Diego State. I, 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 again, how many, what were this? Now, the second game at San Diego, they blew them out, and San Diego State actually played well offensively, but that's yes. once, once every four or five games with them. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's bad for UNLV if that's a day for San Diego State because they can't beat them if, you, if San Diego State's good offensively because I just don't think they'd score enough. But I think you take your chances at this point as well as UNLV's playing, and, you know, San Diego State just can't score. I think you take your chances. I don't know if it's the best matchup for them for the reasons you said. But I might like what you're saying in terms of, you know, are you really going to hold Colorado State down a third time? Then maybe they do. Maybe maybe it's just a great matchup for UNLV. I mean, they they've blown them out twice, and that could be the that could be the truth too. But the most the most likely UNLV scenario here is that they is that Colorado State falls to the four or five, and then UNLV just absolutely lays a dud. Like they blew them out twice, they get them in the first round, and then David Roddy goes for forty one. And UNLV uh, loses by 20. That, that is the most likely UNLV scenario right now. Is David Roddy related to Rod Roddy? I don't know who Rod Roddy is. I have is. no idea who Rod Roddy is. Step back one-legged. What's ah. that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? When? I love Patrick Ewing so much when? for that quote. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers said yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, there is no decision that has been made on his future. Uh, that came after his Instagram post that looked like he was saying thank you and goodbye to a lot of people. Uh, do you remember when he said he was going to make up his mind soon? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And now Just again, checking. like you said yesterday, when he went, you, you, you said exactly what he was going to say on McAfee. He's just an attention guy, man. He wants attention for for whatever reason. It's it's hilarious, and Durant's like this a lot. I've said this before. Incredible, incredible players, some of the greatest players of all time in their sports, and they're insecure in a certain way. Uh, I think Durant's more insecure than Aaron Rodgers, 
um, with the whole burners and what he's done in the past. But maybe it's not insecurity with Rodgers. Maybe it's just ego. He likes his ego stroke, and he's and he's out there, you know, uh, with these Instagram posts. But, you know, you said it before you went on McAfee. He was never going to go on there and say he's leaving. I, he was never going to go on there and really say anything. And yet McAfee has him on, and then everyone's waiting around. I see, you know, you see Twitter, oh, he's almost on, he's almost on, and then he says nothing. The, the Rodgers, uh, I don't know outside being weird and all this like it came out of nowhere right like this wasn't if we go back in time two years did we think that about aaron Rodgers? like i guess he had family drama but that was kind of it right oh yeah bachelor guy the brother yeah don't talk to the parents but like nobody thought aaron Rodgers was like ah this weird guy just looking for attention until the last like 13 months was it Maybe he started dating all these actresses, Olivia Munn, oh. and now, uh, mm. I mean... Uh, was it, he was dating Shane. Danica Patrick and Olivia Munn a while ago. Though, yeah, right? that was like, a long time ago. So I think it would have showed up if it was and if it was them. To the, play. I don't know. It's just, it's like it came out of nowhere. I None of this was like reality for Aaron Rodgers, or at least perce- I should say perception of Aaron Rodgers until the last 13 months or so. And now it's like, yeah, anytime this guy says something, you, you don't believe it's actually well, going to mean anything. He's getting He's getting older. He's single. He t- his biological clock is ticking. <laughs> I mean, I think this may just be like, dude, join Tinder. <laughs> he, he, I will say, back on the actual football side. Oh no, he did bring no one up, cares about that. He did say again yesterday that the Packers have to make a decision soon on whether they tag Devontae Adams and that he was going to, I don't know, be respectful of that. So he's still saying hey i'll make up my mind soon without actually making up his mind soon daddy had a breakaway oh boy we've got uh, we, we've got great sound in the in the front page now all right <laughs> freddie freeman not likely to sign with the braves this is according to buster only who wrote there is growing belief that freeman will land somewhere outside of atlanta because of his standoff and negotiations the braves offered 135 million over five years sources say and freeman is looking for a six year deal can you believe the braves would let freddie freeman like the the face of their franchise for the last what, yeah. seven years they win a world series i mean they, they let him it. walk because they didn't they wouldn't want to offer him yeah. one more year that's mm. that doesn't make sense that if it's just six and five and you know and the money's usually it's about the money and the term in terms of the i I, I don't believe that. I, if that's the only thing that's keeping them, that they would let him walk. And yet, I know a team would probably give him six years. <laughs> I, but also, and yet, if the owners wanted baseball to happen, they could literally make baseball happen at any time. They could. They could make it happen. I just, it's just, it's bizarre to me to see, well, the, the holdoff is between five and six years. Because, like, for example... The Astros are probably not re-signing Carlos Correa because Carlos Correa wants 10 years, and the Astros are like, well, we'll give you five. Right, right. That's that's a half decade. This is a year. They can't – I don't know. I'd be – I'd just be surprised if, like, the face of the franchise that was the most popular player when you just won a World Series, that guy leaves simply because you don't want to give him yeah. one more year on his contract. That seems like a, a, a no-brainer uh, – you know, payout that the Braves should be giving. Would you give him six if you're the Dodgers? Uh, probably not. I think the Dodgers will be fine without him. But uh, it's the Dodgers. Keep spending yeah. money. Why not? Come on, we spend it left and right. Oh, next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. All right, we got to get to Dan Hurley. Uh, UConn played Villanova yesterday, 
Dan Hurley got ejected. Did you see why he got ejected? I'm reading it right now. I did not see it. Let's see. He's firing up the crowd. He's getting his crowd to stand up. And uh, he did a and high five with his high five with his player. They throw him out right then. Yep, right then. That's what he got ejected for. He had already gotten one technical foul, and then he turned and was like pumping up the crowd. You know, waving your arms, telling the crowd to get loud. And the ref gave him his second technical foul. This is this is the first half, and and that's an ejection, like for turning and pumping up the crowd. Dan Hurley got ejected. It's, Unbelievable. I. I don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Like, did the did the ref think he was getting shown up because Dan Hurley was getting the crowd going? Like, I I don't know the call before that. Did they go? Again? I think it's stupid that they they tossed him. But I don't know what the call was before that. What was the point of of throwing? Him? The thing that I can't believe, which is, I mean, I know they do a lot of games. How did Dave Hall get the UConn game and then get the boy uh, <laughs> Reno uh, UNLV game? I mean, that is a fast plane to get him from one place to the other, especially well. He had the San Diego State-Boise State game to kind of um, buffer the flight. Uh, but that's amazing. Good for David. There are approximately seven officials in college basketball yeah. that have to do every <laughs> single game. So they are, I think I think the first people to uh, actually use cloning technology is college, <laughs> college basketball. It's those guys. All right, coming up next, we'll jump into the Raiders. And how many first-round picks would it take for them to trade Derek Carr? I think the one thing people don't know about Bill is he listens. He listens. So if you have, and again, you gotta, you gotta earn the right for him to listen. But if you have an idea, if you have a thought, if you have a person, you know, there's a, a matchup that you think that, that we can win, um, a part in the game, that, like he'll listen. Um, he may add something to it, he may throw it out, but he listens. I think that's one of his greatest strengths. and something I tried to take um, from him in, in when I was in Miami. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. The best part of the offseason is trading away players that are never actually going to get traded because we've got another fake proposal for Derek Carr. This one comes from Pro Football Focus. It involves the Pittsburgh Steelers trading for Derek Carr. So let me know what you think about this deal. Derek Carr goes to I'll Pittsburgh. I'll take it. You'll take it. You don't even know what you're getting back. Uh, Derek Carr goes to Pittsburgh. The Raiders, in return, get two first-round picks and a third-round pick. For Derek Carr, would that be enough yeah. for you to trade away Derek Carr? Yes, I would say it's enough. Can you also tell me who's going to replace him? Marcus, Marcus Mariota for a year. <laughs> Nathan Peterman. He's been in the system so, for five and a half years. <laughs> it's a new system, Jared. Um, okay, so in about what a decade, he'll be back. He'll, he'll get uh, it. Yeah, he got screwed. The coach he was he was going to be ready to go in like years four or five, but John Gruden's not going to coach. Blake ever Bortles again, so. is out there. Yeah. So, and and Ed, that's that's kind of the important question here because, in all seriousness, if somebody offered two firsts and a third for Derek Carr, that is like that that's that's a real trade offer. Yes, that's, genuine, that's real. That's that's, that's like, legitimate. That's like actual value yes. you would be getting back for Derek Carr. But you're right. The question is, what's what's the answer at quarterback then for the Raiders? And what's the objective of this organization? Because, like, I, I think you can make the argument that if the Raiders got two first and a third and re-signed Marcus Mariota, you can potentially build a better roster uh, around Marcus Mariota. And you're taking a step back at quarterback, but potentially a smaller step back. Yeah. 
they could also acquire Jimmy Garoppolo. And obviously, you're going to have to give up assets to get that. So that sort of makes the two, maybe you're, are you giving up a first to get Garoppolo? I don't know what that actually will be. But like, there are answers out there where if you said, hey, you don't have car anymore, but uh, you do have two first round picks and a third uh, in addition to what you already have, and you got a decent quarterback from somewhere, uh, there's some quarterbacks that exist that, yeah, you might you might make that move. Now, at the same time, if you don't go with Mariota or if you don't get a Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else, uh, are you just chasing a big name? Um, or are you going into somewhat of a reset, rebuild mode and going with a rookie or a stopgap guy? But that's really the, the big question if you're the Raiders is, yeah, two first-round picks is a legit offer, but it's more than that. It's, okay, where are we going next with our well, quarterback? Wouldn't you consider, would you consider Mariota and Jimmy G more the stopgap, like the Bridges? Yes. Yes, just absolutely. better than a lot of others. You are. So with either one of those guys, you're basically saying, hey – we're going to try to build a really good roster around this quarterback. We know we don't have a great quarterback. We know we're not winning because of this quarterback. We're going to try to build a really good roster. And we think we can build a better roster around Mariota because he's cheaper than Derek Carr on whatever his extension ends up being. Or similar thought process with Jimmy Garoppolo if you trade for him or whoever that insert quarterback is but you're right that is not by any means like hey we're for the next decade challenging patrick mahomes and with marcus mariota with marcus mariota so yes it is you are ultimately in that regard maybe a year or two but you are looking for your next quarterback whether that's the draft or whether that's trying to acquire a big name somewhere else you are still looking for your next like sort of franchise quarterback because eh, I don't think you're selling anybody on Garoppolo or Mariota as the franchise no. quarterback. I wouldn't let him. I wouldn't let him go without two number ones. Yeah, I think. I think like, you have to get two number ones for him. Where the Raiders are, because again, they don't. From all the reports about a potential extension and all that, they're not interested in trade. Like, they're, they, if they're tra- if they were to trade Carr, they would be trading him from a good leverage spot because they're not by any means being forced to trade Derek Carr. They can absolutely just keep him and extend him and, and keep going on with how they are. They don't, they're not being forced to trade him like the 49ers are about to be with Jimmy Garoppolo or whatever. So they should be trading from a position of good leverage, which means you should get good value back right. on Derek Carr. And I think two first rounds is the minimum for us to consider it good value, right? If, you got, if the yes. Raiders are trading from bad leverage, right? If Carr was like, I don't want to play here anymore... And yeah, we might and be talking get a about one and a three and a five. Right. We might be talking about, okay, get it one first round pick out of it. But because they would, they'd be trading from a position of good leverage. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you have to be blown away by something to actually make the move. I don't know if two first and a third is blowing you away, but it's at mm. least a legit start to a conversation. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I, I, like I said, I, I think they need two ones for him. Mariota. I, Something tells me they're going to bring Mariota back regardless. Now, really? I don't know if oh, I, that'd be I great. That'd be great. I, well, he's big. Um, <laughs> and uh, big guy. And uh, maybe Josh likes big guys. Um, is that a drop? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the contract would be at this point. Why are, you, why are you pausing? Oh, there was another drop I was supposed to pull, and I totally forgot about it where Tyler implied. he Tyler said something incredibly, yes. like, in your endo. And uh, I go, Tyler, do you remember that thing you said that was really inappropriate? I do, and I'm glad you don't. Dang it. I do Um, do know it was inappropriate. Yeah, it's 
It's fun. It's fun on the radio here. Josh likes big guys. Who do you uh, want next year if he's a bridge, Mariota or Jimmy G? I think I'd take Mariota. I would too. Um, I would too. Gar- Garoppolo might be better, but I think I'd take Mariota. I think there's more. It's, there's more fun there for Mariota, and you don't have to trade for him. You just have to sign right, him. Now, to, granted, you sign him. You're, granted, if you're signing Mariota and you're like, hey, you're going to be our starter, even if you're like, hey, you're our starter for one season, you're going to have to pay him a little bit because it's going to yeah. be like, hey, you want me to be the starter? You're not paying me $7 million a year to right. be the starter. Like, you're going to give me at least twenty for this first year. So you have to pay him a little bit more. But that would be, man, could could they really bring back Mariota? I mean, obviously they could. But well, like, yeah, they could. Would Mariota I mean, want to come back? I guess what are his options? That's, That's exactly the point. The point. I, don't, I don't know what, uh, what his other options would be. It, I know he got paid, but what a brutal two years for Mariota. Well, I mean, like, he lost he two kept years. Getting hurt. Well, he like he yeah, I know. Like nothing happened right. for him to improve his status. Like he conceivably, Carr gets hurt at the end of the first year. Mariota's here, <laughs> and conceivably, Mariota could have started the last what two games of the year. And Johnny it could have didn't been, want oh. to do it. Yeah, it could have been. Oh, look, he looks pretty good. The Raiders can trade him. He could be a starter again. But didn't, they didn't. They didn't give him the chance. And then this year. He gets hurt the first time he plays, and then they sparingly use the Mariota. Like he's in no better. He's probably in a worse position now than he was a couple years ago when he left the Titans and came to the Raiders. He had when he left the Titans. I believe he led the league in red zone accuracy. <laughs> like he, if you were within like ten yards, Marcus Mariota could put that ball wherever <laughs> you needed to. And since coming to the Raiders, it's like read option. Maybe his shoulder holds up. Is that accurate that he was really good red zone accuracy with the Titans? Okay, well, that was uh, whenever I used to follow uh, Kian Fahi religiously, that was always the thing was like, he's like, if you get it in the red zone, Marcus Mariota is incredible. All right. I, I'm just reading headlines from Google. Mariota can't be this good in the red zone. Oh, there you why go. Marcus Mariota is flawless in the red zone. Yeah, there you so, go. Oh, then was why wasn't this guy good. put in the game more uh, when they got hold to on, the Hold on, hold on, hold on. What what was the what was the Raiders' problem? I was going to say, did they vet this guy at all? Did they know what he was actually good at? I mean, I never saw that guy in the red zone all year. Maybe to run. They didn't let the best, the most accurate red zone quarterback throw. Ever playing the, the red zone? <laughs> run the read option. Hey, listen, if they had, if they had let Mariota throw in the red zone. Daniel Carlson's not getting that big extension because he's not kicking many yeah, field goals. Yeah, he's not kicking all those field goals. They'd be scoring too many touchdowns. All right, coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. The man does not like pie or syrup on his pancakes. No clue why we're talking to him, but it is time for our weekly visit with ESPN's Jason Fitz. We don't got him. Oh. So it's Jason Fitz. What's happening here? Where is Jason? Where, where do you think Jason Fitz is not calling us? He's like Shang Peng, sleeping in. Oh, boy. Overslept Shang Peng. Unbelievable. I'm going to call Fitz him again, get... and uh, we'll see. Maybe okay. we should talk All about right. soccer. No, well, should we talk about soccer? What a uh, nightmare. Guys, 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 please don't talk about I mean, soccer. I'm seeing, all these, uh, I'm seeing all these stories here, and one of the leading stories is missing. Equal pay what's for the, women. What's missing? Oh yes, the women's soccer team. Yeah, uh, they won I guess they did. Yeah, they they're going to get a total of what is it? Twenty four million dollars yeah. going to get paid out to the U.S. women's soccer team for 
being paid less than the men's soccer yeah. team for the last, I don't know how many years they span back, but basically that uh, golden generation of Alex Morgan, uh, Megan Rapino, those players are going to uh, get a payday. My favorite part, by the way, of that, of that uh, settlement or that lawsuit there was the money that's getting paid out to them. <laughs> the players themselves have to basically come up with how they're going to distribute it amongst themselves. And I, I kind of want to see like, well, you know, Alex Morgan scored all these goals, so we're going to give her more than like. She's I kind of want to see nine of the twenty-four. I want to see them argue for like more, like not yeah. split it up equally. I want to see them argue for more than each other. It'll be funny if that equal pay comes down to equal pay. <laughs> like they wanted equal pay along until they start uh, divvying it up. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, Rapino had some huge goals, so she gets six, and Alex Morgan's nine. Oh, we've got six million dollars for the rest of you. <laughs> would be kind of fun there so here's the bad news though for u.s men's soccer all right champions league yesterday uh two u.s players our two best players christian pulisic and weston mckinney both played yesterday christian pulisic scored a goal it was great everything looked great weston mckinney was playing very well for juventus in his game and then weston mckinney got hurt uh tackle took out his leg and weston mckinney has now broken i think it's two metatarsals in his foot <sighs> he is going to be out for a minimum of eight weeks in like four weeks the united states is back into world cup qualifying and we only have three more games in world cup qualifying we have not officially qualified for the Olympics, we are going to need to pick up some points in those final three games to actually go, or the Olympics, to actually go to the World Cup. So, Weston McKinney being hurt is not good because in World Cup qualifying, Weston McKinney has been our best player. He has been the best player on the team through the entirety of World Cup qualifying. One of the most consistent players that we've had. He's been phenomenal. And now he's going to miss the next three World Cup qualifiers. We go to Mexico, we host Panama, and hosting Panama is probably the biggest game of the window, and then we play at Costa Rica. Hopefully the game at Costa Rica doesn't mean anything because we've already qualified, but it's possible that it does, and we're going to do all three of those without Weston McKinney, who's been our best player for the last five months uh, for the United States. And that's on top of potentially still not having Gio Reyna, who's like our third or fourth best player, he missed, he hasn't, he played, he missed six months. He got a hamstring injury, missed six months, right? Dortmund, who's his professional team in Germany, didn't let him come play for the United States in the last World Cup qualifying window because they said, eh, we're going to hold him out a little bit longer and then he's going to be good to go and play in the Bundesliga. So he does, and then he gets hurt as a non-contact injury. Dortmund said he's only going to be out two weeks before coming back to training. But there's a good chance that he doesn't actually end up coming to the United States again because he might not be 100%. And usually guys that are still coming back from injury don't get sent out to go play for their country. We might not have two of our four best players for the last three World Cup qualifying games. Gio Reyna, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jerry. Oh, no, 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 go, go ahead. You're actually going to be on topic. Say, I was just going to say Gio Reyna uh, thought it was much worse than it was. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He was Came uh, in, tears. in tears. Oh, yeah. He was oh. in tears. Oh, a soccer player hamming it up. No, I've never <laughs> heard of such things. Yeah. So, but Jared, Jared, this is a non-contact injury. When a soccer player <laughs> actually looks hurt for non-contact, like nobody, I should say, nobody around him injury. Yeah, they there's non-contact. Yeah. They can't give the pitch a yellow card? No, nah, they can try. Um, maybe. The, but 
Is there? Hold on. Well, okay. Now I actually have an actual question Look about you. soccer. So- soccered you in. All right. I got I three do. things to say. First of all, do we want to leave Jason Fitz a voicemail live on the air? I just had this idea. It will take some finagling so that way I don't literally broadcast his phone number. <laughs> but um, we could do that because it's going straight to voicemail. So I assume he's on TV somewhere and uh, in the studio for some reason we have CBS Sports Network on. Uh, second thing. Is there a Washington football? Oh, I guess they have a name now. Uh, is there a Washington Commanders, Commanders level field in like soccer? Is there some place? And I'm not saying like international friendlies where sometimes you got to play at an airport. Is there like a professional team that's just like, yeah, their pitch is awful. I and mean, it injures what, their own players more than it injures anyone else. I mean, what's your definition of professional? They get paid to play, and it's on then TV, after, or it's uh, on, yeah. you know, football, football. Okay. So, like, any of the top leagues in these other countries, the answer to your question is no. All of these places are the greatest, most well-maintained fields you'll ever see. But, like, in England, there's, like, eight levels of uh, professional, semi-professional soccer. Like, there's there's I know. a lot of leagues. So, I, yes. We're hoping like you get rich off bad. fake chickens so that we can buy a Division <laughs> Six. Yes, team. I would absolutely love to do that. I can't remember. It, I think it's a team in England. Uh, what did they play? Tottenham last year. They have a, a a train runs in between the field and one of the sets of bleachers, like oh. they're train tracks. And sometimes the train runs by the field when they're playing. It's not my like, boys at the Cray Wanderers. I'll tell you that <laughs> they've got a beautiful pitch. So. Yes, there are probably lots of bad fields in the fourth division in Spain somewhere, but not ones you'd actually see. Okay, on TV. so what you're saying is no owner of a professional soccer team is as negligent as Dan Snyder. No, literally, like how many quarterbacks have I had with terrible knee injuries because our no. field sucks? No, because they would there would actually be like uh, people caring and and yelling at them, and they'd actually have to do something about it because they. They take it seriously. I'm like here where we just like, yeah, hit people. We don't care if they get hurt by the field. Be a real man. All right. So then I guess my other question is, are, am I calling Jason Fitz and are we leaving him a voicemail? I don't trust you to not broadcast his phone number on the radio. Really? I actually think that might be the easiest part. The, pro- <laughs> the biggest thing is I don't know if it's going to – I don't know if it will actually like – transmit or we're going to in the middle of it get eh, 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 eh. well that'd be a good thing if that happened that'd be fun if that you're happened. the only person in all of radio that is pro that sound oh anytime you hear that you perk up if you weren't paying attention to the radio and now all of a sudden you hear that oh you're paying attention now it's the great it's the best sound that can happen to all right radio if show. you guys hear a loud beep that means that we're on jason fitz's uh voice so, so if we hear a beep do we, we need to start talking to we jason need to start right? talking. yes yeah all right. okay. okay all right we can do that are we ed are we yelling at him are we just are we just confused are we concerned parent where he is because he missed curfew jason uh, we're, it's uh it's the guys from esp in las vegas we're just we're just checking in we just want to make sure you're okay your father is very angry jason you've missed curfew again this is the fourth time it's happened. I don't know. Let's. Uh, this will be interesting. We know you're hanging out at that damn Waffle House. <laughs> Let's see if we can pull this off. <laughs> I hope he's at a Waffle House. That'd be a much better story here. Be, oh, I miss Waffle House. Waffle House is good. One time in my life.
And? It was all right. I think I had eggs and bacon over easy. Were you sober? Uh, You didn't even get a waffle? No, I was in uh, Albuquerque. You didn't get a waffle at no. Waffle House? No, I, I maybe I'll eat waffles if they're frozen from Smith's. Maybe. Wait, what? You're like anti-waffle now? Yeah, I, I'm just not. They're just not my favorite thing. We, we've had them at the house when she, you know, she brings them home, and I got to eat them because I've been told a million times, look, <laughs> don't waste food, don't waste food. So I go out to the freezer, and there they are, and you know, plop them in the toaster, put a little syrup and butter on them, and they're fine. But. I don't. I don't really wait around. I don't. I don't drive home from the show thinking, boy, I got to get home for those frozen waffles. Wait, do you like pancakes? Uh, chocolate chip from a restaurant. Beep. Oh, Jason. Jay, Hi, Jason. Hey, there he is. Hey, Jason. This is the press box. You didn't answer your phone. We're giving you a live voicemail on the air, and I think we're supposed to be both angry and concerned parent yeah. that you missed. Mostly Kirby. angry though. Yeah. Like, where are you? We got hypothetical Derek Carr trades to ask you about. And Aaron Rodgers. I want to ask you about how weird Aaron oh. Rodgers is. That weirdo. We're also yeah. asking guests to name as many NASCAR drivers oh, as they right. possibly can. Out. We needed NASCAR. We were trying to give away tickets, and you were going to be the one to name NASCAR drivers. Boy, you really messed up this week. <sighs> Jason, you blew the entire show. We're just gonna we're just gonna shut it down from here on out. We're taking the rest of the day off because you didn't answer. I wish we could do that. That'd be nice. All right. <laughs> I wish we could all right, end it so right now. <laughs> you guys actually have to let me know, and he's gonna hear all this. We need <laughs> yeah, you yeah. want me to hang up on him. Eh, hang up now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye, Jason. Hey, leaving a voicemail for Jason Fitz live on air. That went pretty well. Better than I expected. I hope uh, I hope he somehow sends that so that we can play it in the future. I guess we can get it off our own show, huh? We have that. Yeah, have it's. That I mean, it actually probably would sound better. Yeah, we have that technology. Ah, no, I like it to sound worse. Nope. <laughs> give me. I want it straight from his voicemail. I want. We need to go roundabout way to do this. All right. We do have tickets to NASCAR. If You want to go to the Pennzoil 400 coming to Vegas Sunday, March 6th out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. You'll win a pair of tickets to the Pennzoil 400 on Sunday, March 6th. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number nine. All right. First, congratulations to Zach. He won uh, some tickets to go out to NASCAR in the Pennzoil 400. Okay, we played some of the Tom Izzo sound yesterday. There's a couple of things from that. First off, him being more offended or upset about the potential of the handshake line going away than Juwan Howard slapping another (laughs) coach. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that Tom Izzo was talking at four in the morning. He might have been, yeah. The other part of that, though, is in there he's like, we've already taught these kids that if you're not happy, you can go somewhere else shouldn't isn't that what we should teach people if you're not happy yeah. with something you should change it there's like, a huge opportunity to do that it's called the like, portal but not even i'm not even talking about athletics i just mean in general if you're not happy with something and you then have move. the ability to change it change it yeah. like don't just sit there and be unhappy about it and just suck it up and deal with it like that's a that's a less that is a good lesson like if you're in a bad situation and you have the ability to change it you should probably actually change it. No, no, you gotta you gotta stick through it for the kids. <laughs> that always works go, out. And then go shake everybody's hand afterwards. <laughs> when they kick your good marriage, yeah, good marriage, good marriage, kick good your marriage. long pause. He, he said in there, right? Man up and go shake yeah, their hand. Yes, he like did. That's... <laughs> when they kick your, you know what? <laughs> All right. Did we have okay? 
did we have substantial updates on Major League Baseball's meeting yesterday? Like, I know they met for a long time, but I didn't see anything substantial. No, because of... they both they both exchanged um, proposals. The um, the Players Association shot down an arbitrator. Um, they shot mediator. him. Oh, they they a, a mediator. <laughs> well, they didn't. Shoot they asked him. for that again. Why they did the owners? Keep I don't know. They, they keep that. asking for the mediator, and the players keep laughing at them. So I don't know. Um, other than that, this new playoff format, there's you know small Oof. things leaking out, but it's it, look, it's going to come down to the money. It always comes down to the money, and I won't change my mind on this. The owners will prevail, right? They will, um, because even somebody tweeted out, and, and I'll I'll have to uh, give you guys a guy on Twitter I can't remember and take his word for it. <laughs> um, he tweeted out that we are if, at the height of journalism, ladies are, and gentlemen. We are, but he tweeted that if the owner simply accepted everything the players were asking for right now, they would still be making a higher percentage yes. of the revenue yeah. than they were like like eight years ago or something yep. like that. Like if they just accepted everything the players wanted right now, they'd still be in a better spot yeah. than they were a decade ago, which is mind-boggling to think about that the owners are sitting here pushing more when they're in a better spot they were just 10 years ago. It's... It's absurd, and they're going to win because the players they are always the ones that have to fold. They, yeah. they, they're the ones that are going to have to fold because, again, the the big issue here for and for Major League Baseball is that the big problem is guys can't get paid until they've been in the league for six years. You can't become a free agent right. until you've been in the league for six years. Some guys can get paid a lot through arbitration because they're really good in like the fourth and fifth and sixth years of their careers, but for the most part, you can be really good in making, you know, less than a million dollars. The Astros' best hitters that last year was Kyle Tucker. He made less than a million dollars, right? Like, that's sort of the problem. And the issue with the negotiations here is that the guys that are negotiating it or the guys that are the head of the Players Association are guys like Max Scherzer, who they have the big contracts. They've been in the league. And, like, while, yes, they're fighting for guys like Kyle Tucker, they're going to make $700,000 this year despite being the best player on a playoff team. At the end of the day, Max Scherzer's not going to miss an entire season because no, Kyle not. Tucker's not getting no, paid. Absolutely not. And that's what and that's one of the big areas where the players will ultimately end up caving on more stuff mm. than the owners because the guys that stand to yeah. benefit aren't the ones actually negotiating. It, I, I keep going back to this point, but I think the pandemic actually <laughs> caused a lot of like the owners being able to go, wait a second, we still made money? Yeah, we didn't we can we didn't make as much as we projected, but we still made a bunch of money of a what? What was it? A, a short 60. 60 game season with yeah. a playoff and they still all made money. Well, like hell, let's just do a playoff. We'll make all our money. <laughs> can they well, have a can they have a 7th month 7 month playoff? It's like it's like any company with the layoffs and the firings, and you know they make money. Yeah, but we didn't make as much as we thought. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh uh, but you know, you do these. We're coming numbers. into the fourth quarter. Yes, the and, fourth uh, quarter, numbers. and we need to. We need to all all the all the CEOs need to hit their bonuses. Right. So we're going to lay off everyone at Christmas. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's what happens because they don't make as much as they project, even though they still make money. Would you watch a twenty-seven game playoff in the month of May to get out of the first round? I'd rather watch that than the All-Star game. <laughs> I watch 27 playoff games more than I watch one All-Star game. Not an All-Star game fan. That's 27. 
be fun. Yeah. yeah, apparently you hate that. You hate that. Hate Has anybody it. told us on Twitter what's on your backpack? No. Is this All the right, most bizarre knows. thing? And that's nobody knows. Very few times will we not get some kind of answer, even if it's a completely wrong one and trying to make the joke. People care about my fake chickens and they can't tell us about these damn plastic keys. What are they?